Welcome to the Surrendering in Motherhood podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Olivia. Each week, you'll hear real conversations between two moms disrupting society's lies about motherhood and children. We'll be sharing personal experiences that will hopefully leave you feeling empowered about the honor that it is to raise children. We don't have it all figured out, and that's okay. Our goal is to help encourage mothers to stand firm and mother with conviction. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Surrendering and Motherhood podcast. Welcome back, y'all. So tonight we decided we are going to be talking about something that Carly and I talk about all the time, and I'm sure we've mentioned it on the podcast many times, but it is basically the idea that the words that we speak over our children matter and impact them and just how we can be more mindful of that. Yes. And this episode, we probably go all over the place because we're (laughs) very passionate about this, but words matter so much, but it's so much more than just words. Yes. And we're, we're going to get into that, but the words of the week are coming from, oh, you know what? I don't think I've talked about this book. No, I don't think you have. Um, the words of the week are from the book called safe house and it's by joshua straub which is the same author of famous at home which i have talked about on like six episodes now (laughs) um and i was trying to figure out what i wanted to share on this podcast because honestly i i have so many books but this is definitely like my top definitely in my top five maybe my top three parenting books because it I mean it just like the cover says how emotional safety is the key to raising kids who live love and lead well and so far I'm about like halfway through I've been off my reading game but um like every single chapter I'm like yes yes amen (laughs) yes it's so it's so good So I'm going to read just a little bit from here. So um, this is why I like to use this equation as the basis for how we parent in a safe house. Love minus fear equals a safe relationship. Think about it. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear. The Bible says perfect love casts out fear. To put it simply, an unsafe environment instills fear. A safe environment rids itself of fear. Just think of the fearful ways we react to our kids in stressful moments when they act out. Yelling, blaming, punishing, shaming, maybe even spanking out of anger. These reactions in such overwhelming moments tend to be fear-based. Look at the rest of that same verse in the Bible. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fear has not been perfect, perfected in love. When we, when we react to our kids out of the insecurities from our own stories, we do so from fear. Fear of our kids turning out a certain way. Fear of our kids treating, of treating our kids the way our parents treated us. Fear of losing control as a parent, or perhaps even fear of being seen as a bad parent. 
reacting out of fear often leads to punishing our kids for their behavior in these moments rather than disciplining them. A difference we'll go into later. And I'm going to stop there, but I could, I could just keep going on and on and on because wow. It's spot on. It's literally spot on. Love minus fear equals a safe relationship. And that matters so much when you're raising children. I mean, I just, it makes me think about many things, but one of the the biggest things that stands out to me is just within our society, people oftentimes have this fear that if their child is acting out or misbehaving in air quotes, they are concerned about what other people are going to think of them as a parent. They're not concerned with what's going on with my child. What is making them feel this way? What's making them feel upset? Why are they reacting that way? It's all about fear of being judged by other people. And that I think is one of the top things that is the reason why people parent the way they parent is out of fear of, of like what you just said, either what other people think or being the parent that they're being. Yes. If that makes sense. Sorry. How their parents parented them. Sorry. Yes. I was going to say that and jumbled my words. I know. I know. I got tripped up when I was reading that too. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm getting tripped up. It's, it sounds like it's saying the same thing, but it's breaking it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I love the ending of that when it talks about discipline because discipline means to teach. So we are called to discipline our children, but it matters so much how we discipline them. Absolutely. Because first of all, we never want to do anything out of fear. Just like I just listed off. And we need to be thinking ahead of how we are in the moment. It has to be a long game, not just short-term results. Because children don't feel our intentions. Because a lot of times our intentions are well, but when children don't pick up on that, they just know how we make them feel. And how we make them feel is a huge determining factor of are they learning from what you were even trying to discipline them through or help them through? Right. Because if they're not learning and it's not strengthening your relationship with them and it's not strengthening their relationship with God. Right. Then what is the point? Right. I think the thing is, I mean, there's so many layers to this in all of our conversations, but I just think the fear-based discipline, right? Within our society, people think my child needs to be afraid of me in order to listen, or I have to threaten taking this away or that away to get them to listen. But what is that doing? Is that Do you want them to just grow up thinking, okay, you're the adult, you're better than me, you're bigger than me, you're stronger than me, and that's why I listen to you? What is that going to teach them? 
then they're going to grow up to be an adult and do the same thing to their kids. But is that strengthening your relationship with them at all? No, that's pushing them away. That's making them scared of you. That's making them not want to come to you when things are going on with them. Whether it's there's something that that they're upset about, that they need help with, whatever it may be, you're basically just telling them you do this or else. What is that teaching them? Truly. And, and it's something that I really try and wrap my head around because that's how I, that's how I was raised, whether it was by my parents or my grandparents, it was literally, you do what I say. And that's just it. And I honestly, in my mind, before having my daughter, that was my mindset too. Like you do what I say, I'm the parent, that's it. Yeah. And it's just, it's fascinating to really like open your mind and really try and understand it because you just realize that that doesn't help anything. Yeah. And so I'm going to read a little bit more out of the book because it breaks down just what emotional safety, like how it impacts children. And so this is just one of the lists and there's so much like research and list and examples and practical things in this book, but Emotional safety is related to outcomes in the following areas. Children's academic scores, behaviors, brain development, social skills, problem-solving skills, relationship formation, adult relationship satisfaction, healthy identity formation, self-esteem, athletic and extracurricular success, a sense of morality, established values, a faith that sticks. And that's just one page. And that is, that's just one page. And it goes, I mean, this is just the beginning chapter. And in chapter three, it breaks down this in so much more detail. But how many episodes have we spent talking about identity and perfectionism and how God cares about our hearts and our inside needs to influence our outside? All of these things matter so much because it's so much more than just this moment right now. So getting your kid to stop saying something, stop doing something, change this, do this instead of this. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, we're here to help guide our children grow. But how we do it matters so deeply. The words we're speaking, our body language, the environment. I mean, it's it's almost overwhelming. No, well, you and I have talked about that though. Just the parenting with conviction and living intentionally and parenting intentionally can feel really overwhelming, and we've talked about this before. We are not perfect by any means. We are not perfect parents. We have absolutely said or done things to our kids that we wish we hadn't. And we can always repair. But being mindful and conscious of the things that you're doing and how that impacts your children, that matters. And and, and apologizing. We've talked about this before. Apologizing can be a game changer in your relationship with your children. Yeah. And Honestly, in listening to 
and just our conversation tonight, it was just, it had me thinking about, you know, that saying sticks and stones might break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. It is a lie. It's such a lie. It's such a lie because I remember things that people have said to me and I can still remember it like clear as day when it happened, what was said to me. Now words hurt. And if you think that your kid won't remember that, they a thousand percent will. Yep. And so this isn't saying you can't make mistakes. This isn't saying we don't make mistakes, but it's saying that your words matter. The words you speak to your children matter around them over them, about them, all of that matters on such a deep level that I just really want people to grasp and understand. Yeah. And we can always do better. Yeah. And I mean, we were just talking before. I have to believe that no parent is intentionally hurting their child. And that's what matters when I talk about like kids don't feel our intentions. Our intentions matter like almost zero (laughs) because I think we all have our best intentions, but we have to be attuned enough to our children to realize, Hey, this, the way that I'm speaking or this, like what we're doing, like this is not helpful. And I need to realize that and be self-aware and repent and I mean, turn away from that and model that too. Right. And it's like you just said, I mean, that is, that's everything for our children to see that modeled because then they're going to be adults one day and they're going to have modeled to them. Oh, wait, when I am doing something and it's hurting somebody else, even if I'm not doing it intentionally, it matters. And I mean, how we speak to our children becomes how they speak to themselves. Yeah. And how we speak to them, how we speak to them, how we treat them, it also impacts their view of who God is. Yes. Because we're their authority here on earth. And so it's confusing if the way we treat children is so far off from the character of God, right. now we will never be God, never be close to God. But I'm just saying that we need to be intentional and aware because it impacts their relationship with God and it how they see him it and also, how they, it, it impacts everything. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that because <laughs> anytime I'm like going off on a tangent, I'm like, it, it impacts everything. It does. And like you said, it can, it can feel overwhelming. It can seem overwhelming and we're not going to get it right all the time, but just being conscious and aware and shifting something within ourselves. If we notice a pattern of parenting, if we notice something that we're saying consistently that is clearly not helpful or clearly not in a kind or gentle manner, being parents and calling ourselves out and 
realizing that we have to shift that within us, that we have to ask God for help. Yeah. Because God doesn't want us down here treating our children in unkind ways no and way. hurting them or making them feel afraid of us. That's not what he would want. No, no, not even, not even close. I, I listened um, I, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. There was a podcast by um, Courageous Parenting. Yeah. And they talked about, I think it was called um, Blessings Versus Burdens or something like that. And it was such a good podcast talking about basically like, do your children feel like a blessing or do they feel like a burden? And that is some real talk. It's real talk. I'll I'll link that podcast below because it is good. And I think that it's so important for everybody to just be aware of. And it's not just us because our kids have to be out in the world. So it's what are they? Are they watching something on TV? The friends that you're around, the the if they go to a school, what they're being exposed to, it goes so far out of your home what is the messaging that our children is are what are they receiving and i mean it makes me sad when i am out in public and i see the way that parents treat their children and i don't look at it I'm not looking down on anybody because I know that if they're talking to their children like that, somebody has talked to them like that, whether it is their current relationships or it was their parents there, it's coming from somewhere. And that's what makes me sad. Well, that's, that's the other piece of it though, is that, you know, how you were saying how you talk to them as their parent, that, that becomes their inner voice. Yeah. But that also becomes what they will accept or not accept in adult relationships. Yep. So that, that's huge. It's huge. It's huge. Friendships in In every, every, literally, this is why we say it impacts everything because it does impact everything. And when it comes to our children feeling like blessings or feeling like burdens, that is alive and well within our society. Carly were talk- Carly and I were talking about this before we even came on the podcast. Just this, I sent her this video the other day of this woman who was speaking and she was talking about literally, I think we've talked about it on the podcast, maybe not, just this baby doll culture that we live in. Like people have children and their intention of having a child is more so like an accessory or a mini me. And it's not really about the deep relationship and building that with them and, and strengthening that with them and showing them what a relationship with God looks like and showing them that they can be their own person and that they have a purpose and God created them to be them. And it. she went on to talk about how sometimes people have their kids and the parents only focus on what the parents' individual needs are. They don't even stop or consider what the children's needs are. 
And I think that that's something with parenting that kind of gets thrown out the window in our society, at least, is just that your children are going to have needs that are not convenient for you at all times. I'm sorry you had to find out this way. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're going to have needs. And you know what? Sometimes a lot of the time with parenting, their needs are going to come first. And this is not saying don't take care of yourself or don't make sure your needs are met, but it's saying your children are going to have needs. That is something that you need to accept as a parent that our society needs to accept. And also to, to nourish our children and realize, oh, you have needs. Your needs matter too. Your needs matter. I'm I'm here to help you meet your needs or help you learn how to meet your needs as they get older. Because otherwise they're going to grow up thinking, oh, my needs don't matter. I don't have to, I shouldn't say anything. I shouldn't share how I'm feeling. I shouldn't share the things that I need. And then what does that do? Like, these are all things <laughs> that matter so deeply. What are we What are we modeling for our children? What are we teaching our children with the things we're saying or not saying or doing or not doing? That's so true. Because we can be unconsciously projecting so much onto oh, our yeah. children. Oh, yeah. And like we've said a million times before, it is not on purpose. No. It just happens. But at some point, we have to snap out of it. Shift it. Because we have a choice and we can change things. Yes. And being aware of... Another thing that this book breaks down is being aware of your story. And I know that we've talked about this on the podcast before and pretty much every book that I love talks about the importance of being honest and realistic about your own story and how that impacts who you are today. Because if you don't realize your own story, then you can't help your child develop their story in a healthy way. You can't help yourself and you can't help your child do that. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's That's difficult. Like when you were talking about being out and seeing the way that some parents talk to their children, but also knowing they had to have been talked to that way. Yeah. Because there's a difference, right? There's a difference between continuing to repeat that pattern, continuing to repeat that cycle or choosing to do it differently. But I think the problem is, is that a lot of people don't see an issue with it or they're very detached and they don't have a relationship with God or no one in their life has been like, Hey, I've noticed this, you know, like people who really care. And so I think the more that we talk about it, the more that we open up these conversations, hopefully more people can realize, you know, like I've had some, I've had some not so great moments. There's been things that I've said or things that I've done that I'm not proud of and that I want to change but it all starts with being aware. And I really think that for a lot of us, I mean, I know myself and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but likely you as well, having children does that to you. <laughs> it just, I don't know. It's a whole nother level, whole nother ball game. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's part of surrendering in motherhood. Yes. 
I honestly think that's what God intended. Yes. For us to, if we surrender and we're open to right. it. Because it's hard. Right. It's hard. It's yeah. not easy. Choose your heart. <laughs> but approaching it with humility and just being aware. Just being aware. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, it, it, it makes me sad because there's so many times, probably I would be willing to see almost say almost every time I'm in public, I see somebody talking to their child, yelling at them, yanking them around. And yeah. it's, it, like I said, I don't look down on people that do that. It just, it hurts me. Yeah. It hurts me so bad because I, I feel I'm like, what is going on? And I just want to give you permission to not have to do that. Right. It doesn't have to be that way. Right. And I think like what we were saying when we first started the podcast, I genuinely wonder how many people would be acting that way if they weren't concerned about what everybody else around them was thinking of them. Because you can't be concerned about what other people are thinking. No, but I'm saying I wonder how many people would be apparently parenting differently. Like of if that course. wouldn't even be happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If they weren't parenting out of fear. Yeah. If they were just parenting, I don't know. I mean, it could be different. It might not be different, but there's so many what if potential situations. So mothering with conviction is not popular. <laughs> it's not, it, it looks different and it's supposed to. Yeah. And I also, I also just wanted to touch on this while we're talking about it, because like we mentioned before, the way that you discipline and talk to your children matters. And I think sometimes when people hear conversations like, our conversation right now, they're thinking, oh, well, they're probably super passive with their kids or they don't have these conversations that they need to, or their kids aren't going to grow up to be strong or resilient or whatever. And there's a way that you can talk to your children for them to understand. If they are in a, if you're in a situation where they are having a really hard time or they're super upset or they're crying, they're screaming, they're yelling, whatever, trying to teach them a lesson in that moment is not that's they're not going to hear you at all. Yeah. Being with them and telling them it's okay to be upset and co helping them co-regulate themselves and then addressing it when they're able to breathe and be coherent. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Because it's not that we're not addressing it. It's we're addressing it in a way that our children are actually going to hear and hopefully understand. And we, we know this, it takes, I don't even know how many times, a lot of times, most of the time for children to learn something or understand something, but the way that you go about teaching them matters. And you can also talk to them about it outside of that current situation when there's nothing going on, when they're not upset, when no one's feeling angry or sad or mad or whatever, talking to them about it 
outside of that and setting up a situation like a play situation where you can act it out, that will help them learn. Yeah. And I, I think anybody who thinks what we're talking about is leads to like passive or permissive parenting, I invite them to learn about emotional safety. Yes. And I invite them to learn about how our brain develops and how God made us to develop. And um, also read this book because I mean, seriously, it, it goes on to talk about the four walls of a safe house. And this is truly about building this foundation. Yes. Of loving God and loving our children and building this foundation that is not, it's not a short-term thing. It's not an in the moment. It's not knock it off. It's we're planting seeds that will grow strong roots. It's a long, long game. And I mean, it says, it goes on to say like building a safe house and the four walls of protection is um, exploration and protection and grace and truth. So, it, and it goes on to like explain the different walls and what's, uh, what's, um, it's so good because it, it basically talks about like the middle ground conversation that we have. Yeah. Of, like grace and truth and exploration and protection, which we talk about all the time. Yeah. And, I think, I don't know, I feel sad that people get stuck in that, well, I turned out okay, or this is how it's always been done, and this is just how it's going to be. I I feel, I feel sad about that. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And I, I mean. I can only focus on myself and my house. Right. And it starts at home. Yeah. At the end of the day, it all starts at home. Yeah. And what our children see us doing, saying, modeling, that's what they're going to go out into the world and do. So I think we have a really beautiful opportunity there. Yep. Who are we becoming? Because that's what they're going to become whether they like it or not, or whether we realize it or not. So. So, yeah. That was a juicy one, guys. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, no big deal. This is just a huge deal. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. This is just everything. <laughs> I know. But that's why we always go back to, like, nobody does this perfectly. Like, there, there is grace. Yeah, there we're absolutely all, is. We're all doing this. I was just saying to Carly something that I noticed about the way that I was parenting before we started recording. But I'm here and I'm realizing it and I'm shifting it. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is that we don't have to be perfect. We know we're not. Yeah. We know we're human. We know we're make, we make mistakes. But we can choose to repeat that or to change it. Got a beautiful opportunity given to us by God. I love that. It's a beautiful opportunity because that's exactly what it is. It is. 
Do you feel like we covered all the all the bases that we wanted to? I think we did. I think we put enough into this episode. <laughs> into this little episode. Yep. All right, guys. We will be back next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.